season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. to the JKR podcast today we have Maryland native Canes and Pro 5 outfielder and left-handed pitcher and then 2023 Wake Forest signee Cam Nelson on the JKR podcast for the Canes baseball series Cam no you just got backed up from down there in Hoover how are you doing today pumped to get you on the show I'm doing well I just got off a long bus ride but you know feeling good and getting ready to be on this podcast and you know just you know just be able to speak my mind Okay, so before we dig into, you know, your time with the Canes, time with Pro 5, you know, what led you to Wake Forest, stuff like that, I got one question i like to ask everybody to get on the J-Care podcast to start it out, and that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Cam Nelson? Uh, so I feel like I would, you know, if if I were to take it from my, you know, friends' perspectives and how my friends would describe me, um, I'd say my friends would describe me as kind of like, you know, a hard worker. Um, I've got you know, a bunch of roommates here in Virginia and they can, they all can attest to that. Um, that I'm always, um, sticking to my plan, sticking to my goal. Um, and, you know, not worrying about any outside distractions. Um, and, you know, just being able to, uh, you know, just keep my nose down, um, and not being worried about what's going on outside of, um, you know, baseball at school and, and also all that other stuff like that as well. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that long bus ride just got back from Hoover. Take us through this weekend. You know, kind of what was that experience like, and how'd you guys do this this uh, this weekend? Uh, yeah, it was it was a great experience. Um, it was you know, since we're a first year program, Pro Five, um, it was something new to all of us. Um, you know, we didn't start off the season how we how we intended it to be. Uh, we we had a very good fall, so we thought you know going right into the spring would be kind of a breeze, but we were. We were quickly stumped by, you know, other good academies. And it was kind of like our spring training we had earlier in the season. And it got us prepared for down in Hoover. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like uh, you know, some of the kids on our team really didn't have too high expectations um, going into Hoover just because we've just been kind of getting pushed around a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I had, I had faith in everybody. Um, you know, we just had to, you know, come together and play as a team and not – um, you know, just focus on ourselves. Um, and that's what we did down there. We came together and played team baseball and we won games. We scored a lot of runs that didn't, didn't let up many runs at all. Um, and went to the championship game and, and lost a very close game, uh, to P27. But you no, know, I mean, it was, it was just great being down there, um, you know, playing against those other academies. And we, we, we did great. I mean, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely fun for an experience going down to going down to Hoover, you know, it's my second time down there. Um, just being out there and being able to play with the guys and um, be surrounded by, you know, scouts and all, uh, just being down there is okay. pretty nice. So with this being that first year of that P5 Virginia program, kind of take us through what your high school experience has been so far, where you kind of played at before Virginia and how you kind of got connected with some of these guys um, for P5 Virginia, obviously. I mean, we know Coach Coach Mustang, Coach Burke, Coach Petty are all in that program as well. Uh, but just take us through you know, your high school experience so far and how you kind of how that kind of led you to playing for Pro 5 um, Virginia. 
Right. So um, I went to St. Paul School for Boys um, up in Baltimore County in Maryland um, for for the past five years. I was there. Uh, I was, you know, I mean, very nice school, um, private school that I was able to do well in school and, you know, play baseball, play sports all the way through middle school and high school. Um, but I, I quickly realized that, you know, since I I really took baseball serious, it wasn't really a really wasn't a big, big theme um, throughout my high school and kind of a little bit the area as well that a lot of kids didn't take baseball that serious, especially kids in my school. Um, and, you know, with the competition that I played around in the school, um, I mean, it wasn't the best, but I mean, it was, you know, fun playing baseball with all my friends. Um, and then, you know, just being able to have those experiences with my friends and, you know, those memories that, you know, I'll never forget. Um, just playing high school baseball with them but you know it came to a certain point where um, not, now my senior year where I, I realized that I needed to take that next step um, and you know get prepared for college and potentially pro ball um, by you know going down to an academy where it's I'll be surrounded by kids that are you know that all have the same mindset that all want to play college baseball they want to play pro baseball rather than you know just staying at my old high school and just being around kids that, you know, don't, you know, don't have really have the same mindset, you know, just playing baseball, just to, just to have fun. Um, you know, I mean, I knew some of the kids um, already coming down to pro five, um, one from up in my area that went to Loyola, uh, Josh Bonaparte. Um, and then also my, my roommate, actually Trent Adelman. Uh, I used to play, used to play with him when I was younger. I used to play travel ball with him when I was younger and, you know, once I found out that he was going there, it was kind of a it's kind of a no brainer to, you know, room with him just because I know that he was he's one of my good friends back then. So I mean, it was kind of it was kind of easy when picking that decision. Um, but I mean, yeah, I I feel like that's you know coming down to pro five was definitely in my best interest. Um, you know, with getting prepared, um, to you know step foot on college next year, um, yeah. and all that. So, you know, going to Pro 5 here this year, you know, going to that school up there in Baltimore for five years as well, what what benefits do you think that gives you um, co compared to some other guys that might be going to Wake Forest as a freshman next year? You know, maybe going out there, being by yourself, living on your own, having some um, having some roommates. You know, what type of experience does that give you and what type of benefits does that give you compared to maybe some other guys who will be getting out of the house for the first time next fall? Right. I mean, you just mentioned it, um, you know, being able to, Starting on to you know just to live on my own, um, and not coming home just to see my parents every night. They they cook me dinner, um, you know, talk to them, you know, and all that. I mean, it's it's an experience with you know living on my own, um, being able to cook and make meals by myself, um, and then, you know just being having to be more of a self advocate, um, and you know my parents not just you know baby me around like they they used to. Um, it's like it's no more of that because that's not how it's going to be in college. Um, so it was, it was definitely a good idea for me to do that, not just for baseball, but, you know, just for, just for the experience itself, just learning how to live on my own and also how to, how to deal with stuff by myself, because, you know, sometimes my parents won't be available, you know, on the phone and everything like that. And then also learning how to deal with stuff on my own. Um, you know, I feel like it was, it's, it's easier, um, you know, just, you know, it'll be easier for me once I step foot there. Um, and then also, I mean, I feel like if I were to stay at St. Paul's uh, for my last year, I feel like it would be a little bit more of a culture shock, you know, stepping on campus um, at Wake, 
just because, you know, I hadn't gone through all of this. Um, but I feel like it, it wouldn't have been too much of a difference, but I'm, I'm glad that I, that I did this because I'm, I'm learning a lot of new thing, a lot of new things that I most likely would not have learned if I was, you know, still at my, uh, regular high school. So I feel like it was just, a it's definitely a good idea for me to make this decision. Yeah. So being a part of that pro five, you know, first class there in Virginia, you know, how have you seen this program, you know, evolve quickly in these past, you know, eight, nine months or so since starting out, uh, maybe some growing pains you kind of see that you saw the coaching staff, some of your teammates go through as the first class in an academy, take us through just this growth that you've seen, you know, just a short period of time. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got all of our coaches, I mean, all up and down the coaching staff, we have really great coaches. Um, all, all of them obviously play baseball, um, some some higher than the other. Um, but I mean, they all know their stuff. All the coaches know their stuff and they're all they're all very young coaches as well. So, you know, they can they can relate to us more, a lot more than, you know, if you got a, co- a lot of co- a coach that was older um per se and but I mean it's easier to have younger coaches so they can relate to you more just because they've they just recently been through this stuff and I feel like with with our past off season that we just had well and our our fall as well we you know we came into the came into pro five and we played uh we played our first played our first game in like the first few months and we were we were just I mean we were dominating JUCOs and um D3 schools and other other high schools in the area I mean we were I mean we were all pretty much surprised um to say the least like we were we were just rolling in we were just beating teams in um and then I feel like we had a very great uh winner uh we got after in the weight room a lot of us saw improvements um whether that was velo jumps for pitchers or you know um position players starting to hit balls over the foot hit balls over the fence or you know just put balls in the gaps that they think that they couldn't do before um and a lot of guys just putting on weight in general um and then you know pitchers with you know locating and stuff as well uh from you know bullpens before we started in the spring uh, a lot of them have just improved as pitchers as well and guys with the bat as well i mean we like we thought we were good enough uh in the fall but i mean our our team now in the spring could definitely beat our team in the fall and you know we're we're just not realizing that and it's i mean it's it's good to see the improvements and the jumps that we've all made. Um, and I mean, that's just a, a test to the coaches. The the coaches really um, got to all of us um, and really made it clear that they're here to help us, but, you know, we have to, we have to really buy into what they're saying. Uh, we can't just, just listen to what they're saying and just assuming that we're going to, we're going to get it done without putting any of this work in. So I feel like, the coaches did a real good job with that. And, you know, everybody on the team has, has understood that. And they, they put in their own work um, during that off season. It's really made a difference for us. So, you know, you're going through that fall, you mentioned you're playing JUCOs, you're playing some D3 schools, you know, what's that experience like, you know, facing some older guys, um, just take us through that comparison against, you know, playing college guys compared to playing some local academies as well. Just what is that experience, you know, facing up against guys who are maybe, you know, two, three, probably even four years older than you. Right. I feel like I feel like it's definitely good for, you know, all of us since we have a we kind of have a little bit of an older team. Um, I feel like it's a it's a good thing that we're seeing, you know, older guys that are, you know, like you said, two, three, four years older than us. Um, just for the older guys that are, you know, getting ready to go into college like me. 
Um, just because once I step foot in college, I mean, I'm going to be facing kids that are probably, you know, like 22 years old, like a lot, a lot older than me. Um, so it's good that we're seeing this now, obviously, just to get prepared. Um, and, you know, if I were to stay, like I said, in my old high school, I'd just be facing kids my own age, maybe kids younger than me as well. Um, I feel like it wouldn't help me as much. Um, but, you know, I feel like it's, it's, it's a lot better that we're facing this competition. Um, and it's also better, you know, just for it's, it's, it's there for a learning experience as well. You know, um, you know, if we play a, a Juco or a team where, you know, we're just kind of, if we were to get like, you know, beat and, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience for everybody on the team, um, just to realize that, you know, um, like we're going to have to be, we're going to have to face that down the road either way. And, you know, we just have to be able to adjust to it um, and adjust to, to all these guys that we play. Um, but I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's really good that we're, we're getting this stuff in now um, just so, it, you know, just come easier to us in the future, whatever, whatever everybody takes their, you know, next step and everything like that. So we talked about Hoover, you know, you guys are back home in Virginia. Take us through, you know, these next couple of months. What is that schedule kind of looking like for pro five Virginia? We got a lot of games, so we believe we have around 50, 50 ish games um, this spring. And that's that just that tops my old high school by a lot. You know, we played maybe max 30 games in my old high school. And I I thought that was a lot of games. I thought 30 games were a lot of games. But, you know, the coaches had told us in the beginning of the year, like like none of you guys have, have played 50, 55 games in a high school season before. Um, and, you know, we were just they're there to help us get prepared for it and, you know, make sure we're, we're healthy in the long run to, you know, prevent energy, uh, in, any injuries um, and stuff like that. And just make sure that we're, you know, we're ready to play and we're not, you know, tired all the time. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I, you know, I can't wait for the rest of the season. I know I got the rest of the guys can't either. I mean, we've, it hasn't felt like we've played a lot, but we've, you know, we've played a lot of games already and, you know, we're, in the you know start of March right now and it, the season's gonna blow by just just like that um because I I can already feel that coming back from Hoover right now it just feels like we've haven't really played that much but you know we've, we've actually played a decent amount of games and it's just it's going by very quickly um but I'm not you know I'm not taking any of it for granted um and I'm glad that we're just doing this earlier because I mean still as of right now I mean my my old high school they they had just started tryouts like a week ago. Um, and that's just, just something that I, that I, you know, take to heart, you know, like I've, we, we just started stepping on the field in my old high school. Um, and now we've already played almost close to 20 games now, uh, for pro five. And it's like, it's something that just kind of blows my mind that I'm, I'm just so much, so much, so glad that I did this rather than, you know, staying at home and then waiting to play baseball and then not playing as many games, you know, it's just, it's just something that I that I thank myself for doing, uh, you know, every day. So when you're going to an academy, I mean, you mentioned your your old high school, you know, it's kind of more of a traditional way of going about school, you know, maybe waking up, going to school at eight o'clock, going to till three, then having a practice. You know, what does that look like going to an academy where it's not as like the, the schedule isn't as much like a traditional school kind of take us through what the average day looks like through your eyes, you know, maybe in the, that off season in the winter time and then how that's maybe changed as you guys have started to play more and more games, just kind of take us through that average school day. Right. So um, during our off season in the winter, we would, um, 
you know, we would wake up around, I would wake up uh, around 7.30 in the morning, uh, make myself breakfast, um, or either go over to well, the apartments we stay in. I would, I would go over to our welcome center and eat free breakfast over there, um, and then get ready for practice. We would have practice at 9 o'clock, uh, start off with a team meeting in the morning, then we'd go through stretching, um, and then start to get into the meat of our practice. We'll, you know, do defensive work, we'll do hitting, pitchers will do their thing. I'll since I'm a two way, I I usually I usually start out with the the position guys first and then depending on if I need a throw or anything like that, then I go with the pitchers. Um then we'd get into our hitting afterwards. Uh we did a lot of hitting games over the over our off season, which I feel like, you know, it it brought the competitive nature to everybody on the team. Um and it was I feel like it was good that we did that just because, you know, none of us none of us really wanted to lose. So you know, it kind of it kind of brought us brought us together as a team, you know, just uh relationship wise, um, everything like that. And then after practice, we would we'd end practice around eleven o'clock, eleven ish. Um, then we would have we'd have like an hour to spare um in between uh the practice and then a lift to go get lunch. We have most of us there's a bunch of bunch of food spots around here, um, Fredericksburg. So uh I would usually go to um my, you know, my main spot was usually Chipotle right after uh, practice. You go there and eat um, and then make it back for lifts around either 12 or 1. And we would uh, go through a lift for, for about like an hour, um, an hour-ish. Then after that, um, we would have just pretty much the rest of the day by ourselves. Um, but in the off season, since that's kind of like where the meat of our school was, I would have uh all my online courses. So I take online courses for my for my senior year. Uh I would have um, you know, some live sessions that I would have to get done where I'd have to join into a class at a certain time um of the day so I can be able to get my, you know, get my school done for the day. Um and sometimes that would sometimes it would interfere with my lifts. Um like, you know, I'd have classes early on, maybe around like one o'clock and I would have to, you know, either end a lift early or I would have to you know, do my live session and, you know, do my lift later. Um, but I mean, it, it all worked out pretty much, um, just say the least. I mean, I got done when I needed to get done. Uh, obviously the school stuff came first. Um, and I'm, as of right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish school in these next few days right now. Um, so, um, by that time comes, I'll be just playing baseball throughout the meat of our season. I won't have to worry about school. Um, and then, so that was, yeah, that was pretty much, our uh our off season um schedule um and then our spring schedule the spring schedule I'm kind of doing right now we would we would just meet so we would meet once a week anyways for school just to make sure that we were you know getting getting our assignments done and everything like that um so we would usually meet on Mondays but depending on you know like we just traveled and we just got back Monday night um probably gonna have school on Wednesday where we're just gonna meet with our coaches to make sure that we you know we done everything but. You know, my schedule now um, for a non-game day um, in the spring would – I'd wake up uh, around the same time again, do eat breakfast around the same time, and then we'd have practice out on the Fred Nats field. Um, you know, we couldn't do that in the in the winter because it was real cold outside, and then, you know, the field was also being occupied and just being worked on. Um, but, yeah, so now instead of going into the facility and, and doing our practices inside – we get to practice out on the Fred Nat Stadium um, at nine o'clock. 
um and you know fin do all the other stuff like uh you know like i said before pitchers do their stuff hitters do their stuff hit um and then we would have so i mean now our since our lists aren't you know too serious we're doing more of like a um more lax lift it's more like you know just making sure we're maintaining body weight we're maintaining strength we're not trying to you know gain strength anymore since we're in season um and we're having a lot more recovery days after practices just so we can make sure our bodies are right you know we have to listen to our bodies to make sure we're you know be able to play this week you know because we're having multiple games a week you know we got to make sure that we're prepared and ready for those games um so we have a you know we have like those recovery days we have yoga days um after practice and then you know um as of now like i'm done with all my you know live courses so after after our lift or our recovery days, then I would, you know, just go home and just, you know, stretch and you know, just hang out the rest of the day with, uh, you know, all my roommates and, you know, just just chill out and make sure I'm not doing anything, just uh, not doing anything dumb and just, you know, just staying in the apartment and, you know, just relaxing the rest of the day. So that's all right. All right. So I got two more questions about Pro 5, then we'll go ahead and make that transition about the Canes. But let's say – you're having a conversation with a guy a couple years younger than you. He's deciding between do I go to Pro 5 or just any academy in general or do I stay at my traditional high school? What advice would you give that type of guy who's kind of, you know, trying to maybe test the waters, go to academy, or maybe decide to stay back home at his regular high school? What would that advice be? Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, that was just me last year. I was very back and forth, you know, with, with me and my parents deciding whether – so I should stay at my high school or go to Pro 5 just because um, the high school that I went to, it's a very, you know, I went to a private school, very prestigious um, academics. Um, and, you know, my mom wanted me to stay at, at my high school at some point just because, you know, she wanted me to finish through with my my academics. Um, and then, you know, my dad and my brother, they wanted me to go down to Pro 5 for the baseball part. And, you know, it was kind of just hearing everything from both sides. I was trying to take it in and, you know, realize you know which which one I which one's more important um and I thought thought to myself you know I mean I've been at St. Paul's for past five years and I mean you know one more year of you know St. Paul's and all that all the other academics they offer there it wouldn't really hurt me um just leaving my senior year because I feel like I've already got the meat of my education um done already so I mean I feel like they they get us they get us college prepared uh, in our junior year there anyways. So it was, I had, I had no problem with, you know, finishing school there and then just making that move to pro five, just because, you know, the whole, the whole baseball portion is like, it's a whole new world, you know, like, like I was explaining earlier, you know, my, my old high school was just now starting to get on the field and start practicing. And we played plenty of games on right now um, as pro five, man, it's, it's, I mean, it's a whole different world. Um, and you know, since baseball is something that I want to, I want to continue doing, um, down the line, you know, have, have a whole career with, um, it was definitely the best choice for me to make. Um, and if, you know, you're stuck in the same position or someone is stuck in the same position, I would definitely tell them that, you know, you, you still, you're still doing school down here, pro five, you know, you're but it's, you know, it's not as much as like you're you're waking up at 8 a.m. and going to school all the way to three. It's that's more of like the baseball portion of the day rather than the school. But just after baseball, you have to make sure that you're you're doing your due diligence and getting your schoolwork done afterwards. Um, 
So, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of flip flop, but I mean, you're doing it for a reason that you have to be serious about baseball to, you know, come to an academy um, and, you know, put your, put your time and, you know, everything else into it. So going through, you know, you mentioned you guys are about 20 games into this spring set schedule. You went through the whole fall, you know, getting that chance to play this many games for pro five, you know, against other academies, against other, against colleges, you know, what do you think is tougher when you're playing for an academy against this type of competition, or when you're playing for the Canes and you're facing up against that top tier talent of your age group across the country, you know, what does that comparison look like and what's tougher? Maybe that mindset um, change as well, um, facing the two types of different competition. Um, I would, I would definitely say, you know, the whole summer ball competition. I feel like that, I feel like that really tops, um, that tops kind of like the school, you know, the pro five Academy, you know, and all of the other competition, um, you know, both are, both I would say are still pretty, pretty close, but I mean, like the whole summer ball thing, obviously you can just grab kids wherever from around the country and just, you know, put them on one team and just, you know, just have a, have a pretty much a dream team at that point. Um, and it's, I would say, and also for the fact with being, you have to use wood, um, wood bats in the in the summer as well. That that changes the game as well. Um, rather in high school where you know you can use metal bats, I feel like I feel like summer. It's the the competition there is, it's that's that's top tier. It doesn't it doesn't get better than that. Um, but, um, you know the academy the academy um the academy play still isn't it's not like it's it's not like it's easy or anything but it's um it's still a little more it's still it's still it's still difficult but it's i feel like it doesn't it really doesn't compare too much to to summer ball just because you know the competition there is like i mean it's it's all consistent like you're going to see guys especially my age now you're going to see 90 90 plus every game rather than academies where you where i'm playing you know these JUCOs and maybe D3s and other high schools, you, where you're not going to be seeing that as much. Uh, you may see may see 90 maybe once a game, uh, maybe not. Um, so, I mean, there there is a little difference uh, VLO-wise there. And then also, you know, um, just, you know, the amount of players that are, you know, playing summer ball compared to, you know, going to academies. It's I mean, it's different, but uh, I, would, I would definitely say summer ball. Some of all has it over, over, you know, academy play. So, you know, making that transition to talk about that Canes national team playing for Coach Petty, playing for all those different other coaches, you know, take us through just your travel baseball experience and kind of what led or kind of how did you get connected with that Canes baseball program? Yep. So I um, I originally started playing when, when travel ball really started picking up for me. Um, I played for a team in Maryland, uh, the Mid-Atlantic Red Sox, um, for a few years um, just for the – the guys that I knew in that area um, with, you know, the connections my, my brother has, and then my brother, my brother's friends um, since my brother played as well. Um, so it's kind of, those connections kind of came about there and I started playing. Um, I started playing uh summer ball there um, in Maryland. And then I had heard about the Canes through my, uh, my older brother's friend um, that was, he went to the university of Maryland was a, was a good player there and uh we found out about it um and you know just decided decided to give it a chance uh you know just to see how it was and you know just to make a move from a from just more of like a local-ish team to you know kind of like a broader broader team and like you know the first team that I made um for the Canes was was actually Canes North so it was 
it was definitely expanding, you know, expanding kind of like the kids where I'm, who I'm playing with um, are more, you know, from different areas. Like I was playing with kids from New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Maryland, DC and all, and all those other, you know, areas in that, you know, the, the, the North region. Um, and then we had uh, my next year on the Canes, I had, uh, I had made the American team. So, um, you know, I was starting to see kids more from, you know, different areas. Um, you know, I was, had a few kids on my team. I had a kid from Texas. Um, you know, it, it, it was, it was, you know, broadening out our, you know, we we're getting kids from everywhere else. Um, and then we were also playing in bigger tournaments as well. Um, and we were constantly getting, you know, we were getting, uh, we we're getting national schedules. We were getting, uh, we were getting good team after good team after good team. Um, unlike when I, you know, when I started on the Canes, Canes North, we were playing just pretty much all regional teams. We weren't playing, those teams were, they were decent, but they weren't anything like, you know, playing, playing a national schedule against the best team, the best top teams in the country. Um, and then this past year, um, I had started on, uh, I still played on Canes American in the summer. Um, and then I had, uh, during the fall, once I had made my transition to pro five, and that I got to make, you know, uh, you know, I got to talk to Coach Petty more, um, and build a relationship with him. Um, I got that, uh, got to go down to Jupiter with the Canes National, um, and you know, get to get to play with all those other guys on that team, and realize that, you know, that's that's th those are my kind of guys, and that's the kind of guys I should have, you know, or should have been playing with, um, the majority of that time, and probably the summer as well. Um, but I mean, yeah, like getting to play with the Canes, I mean, it was, it doesn't get better than that. I mean, with, with all the coaching staff, you know, all the guys, they know what they're doing. And then just my teammates as well, you know, all those other guys on the team, are, they're great guys. They're all well-rounded guys and they, you know, great at baseball, you know, they, they know what they're doing when they go out there. Yeah. So as you went through those years, you know, playing for Canes North, Canes American, getting that chance to play for Canes National a little bit as well. You know, I'm sure you had a bunch of different coaches, uh, a bunch of different Canes coaches, you know, kind of take us through, you know, th those relationships you've built and just what those relationships are like, you know, with all those different coaches that are on that Canes coaching staff. Yep. So um, I would say, I would say I started really building my relationship with coaches once I, once I got on Canes American, because um, that's when, you know, where stuff started, you know, to get really serious with, you know, college ball and everything like that. So I just, you know, I had to make sure that, you know, I had to have the best relationship with my, with my coaches, you know, to make sure that I was um, going to be able to, you know, obviously play one, but I mean, also being able to be coached by guys and know, that know what they're doing. So this past summer one, Kings American, um, Coach Petty's uh brother um was actually one of our coaches, um Coach Mike Petty, um and I had built a pretty good relationship with him over the summer, um and then also uh Coach uh Coach Frankie Coach Frankie Everett he was our head coach this past summer, um I built also very good relationship with him as well, um we were we had a very good team this past summer, um you know stuff didn't work out how we how we wanted to we didn't. Some, you know some of the situations we didn't we didn't win too many games but I mean we we had a good team we it was just some things didn't fall some things didn't fall our way but I mean we we had we had a really good team really good talent and good coaches um but we just got unlucky 
But, you know, I feel like that was – I still had a great time, you know, playing summer ball with them. Um, and then those coaches were, you know, very good coaches. And once I obviously made that transition in the, in the fall with Kings National, um, since I had already known Coach so Coach Petty before that, um, it, you know, it was easy to play with him. Um, and, you know, being able to talk with him and not being, you know, being shy or nervous to go up and talk to him and ask him about something – um, you know, it was, it was easy for me. Um, and then also another one, our coach, our coaches here at Pro 5, uh, Coach Connors as well. He, you know, helped, he was helping coaching on the, the Canes national team as well. Um, and, you know, I've, I've already built a great relationship with him as well. So going down to Jupiter and playing, playing uh, while he was coaching as well. I mean, it, it just made it pretty easy um, just being able to already know those guys and, building our constantly still building building my relationship with them um with them being on the pro five staff as well i feel like i you know i couldn't get could have been any better for me um and you know it's they're really directing us towards the right down the right path um so i feel like it's pretty good so going from you know that canes north team to you know playing for canes american canes national you know going from you know more of the east coast to playing with guys from across the country did that come with any sort of you know culture shock playing with guys from different cultures, different areas of the country. What did that kind of look like? No, yeah, it was for sure. It was definitely a culture shock. Um, first thing I realized, you know, with the guys on the team, um, you know, how how the guys go about their business, um, you know, from when the game starts, or before, you know, when warm-ups start, um, from when the game ends, um, you know, seeing guys, how they warm up, and, you know, like I said, how they go about their business, and then, how they played the game and, you know, how they finished the game, how they played through the game. It was a, it was a total different, I mean, there was a, it was a huge difference, um, you know, watching, watching those guys play um, and, you know, I mean, the competition, it was, it was just, it was a lot better, you know, as I got older um, and, you know, making those, you know, making the American and national team. Um, and I was, I felt like it was, it was beneficial for me just because it was, I was able to, you know, you know, sometimes, those guys' brains and see what's kind of, you know, going through their head as the game was going on. Um, and then being able to just, you know, play alongside them and, you know, being being able to win games against very good teams. Um, you know, it was it was fun, um, and memorable, um, to say the least. So it was um, yeah, it was definitely a good experience. So as you went along, you know, played for Canes American, Canes National, you know, you're playing along alongside guys who are that same caliber, all, you know, going D1, going Power 5 schools. You know, what were some different ways that you maybe, you know, watch the way they go about their business, maybe pick their brain? Um, Just what were some different ways that you kind of went about, you know, watching your peers with them all being that same caliber of ball player as you? Yeah, so um, I feel like, you know, a lot of the kids that I that I started playing with, um, there a lot of their recruiting processes started very early um and being able to see what they did um and then also just being able to to you know talk to our coach talk to my coaches as well um and see what their insight was of kind of how how what do i need to do to get recruited and then also talking to the kids about that like what did they do to get recruited um it, i feel like it was i mean it was a blessing in disguise being able to, you know, have that experience just because I felt like it's it's really helped me a lot. It really did help me um, when it came to that stuff. Um, and, you know, and that goes from stuff with being able to, you know, that, you know, that saying with, you know, 
like even when you know no one you think no one's watching you um it's going to be someone out there that's watching you out in the stands um or that might be watching you on video um so it's kind of just having that mindset and um you know realizing it at a young age and being able to carry it over um even till now um which is definitely one of the one things that stuck with me and you know just having having a routine um every single time I step on the field um and being able to you know repeat that routine um so I can you know be the best version of myself um every single time I step on the field okay so you know going from you know playing playing for multiple different levels of Kane's teams Kane's North Kane's American Kane's National making all these different relationships with coaches and playing there for you know three summers or so you know for you through your eyes being an insider what do you think has led to that success of the Kane's baseball program I mean I feel like you know the Kane's they they get they get uh they get you know some of the best guys around the country um and I feel like that's you know you know a lot of you know nowadays a lot of kids are on social media and you know they see oh like the Canes have all this gear and stuff like that and you know they they're just you know they're they're this really hyped up team um but I mean you know they're hyped up for a reason you know they have they have guys to to get behind the organization um like Coach Petty um and Coach Gibson that are you know the guys that they 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 know what they're doing um and they know how to run a organization like this um and they they make sure they get the right kids they don't not not necessarily all the times you know getting the best kid but getting the right the you know the kid that's the right fit um for the organization um and I feel like that's why they've made that name for themselves um over these past few years and you know built a really strong program um and not really strong just strong but you know just a successful program um, and I feel like it's, I mean, it's an honor to be a part of the program and, you know, play for that team. Um, and, you know, I feel like, you know, a lot of college coaches and pro guys, they, you know, were just at least, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, draft picks and, uh, guys in college, they always, a lot of them are coming from the Canes. Um, and I mean, that's proven you can, can go look it up it's like a lot of guys go through that system and they end up being having having successful careers um and you know playing good baseball and you know making a making a living out of it yeah so as you look through you know those past couple of years playing travel baseball I mean your travel baseball experience has come to an end last summer um just kind of take us through you know maybe two to three just favorite memories that come to mind when you think of you know your time with the Canes maybe your time with that mid-Atlantic Red Sox just your travel experience as a whole uh, just what are a couple of those favorite memories that come to mind? Um, I would say one just for, you know, going down for those big tournaments. Like, I mean, take WWBA, for an example, um, being down, you know, in Atlanta, being down in Georgia for, you know, a whole week and, you know, being away from home and spending time, you know, with with my teammates um, and, you know, just playing baseball, doing the thing that I love, doing that for, you know, a whole week straight is, I mean, something that I'll never take for granted just because, you know, once you get that experience, like you, you don't get many of them left. Um, you know, just being able to do that, you know, just staying with all your buddies. Um, you know, going, at staying at the hotels. You know, going to the pool, going to the hot tub, and all that other stuff, and just hanging out with them in the lobbies. Um, like I feel like that's, that's 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 a huge perk of you know summer baseball, just because you know baseball is obviously obviously the main point, but building those relationships with all the teammates and friends that I've, that I've met um, through these past few years of playing for the Canes and, you know, just, or just not even just playing for the Canes, but just playing summer ball in general. 
um most of those friendships are just i mean they're you know they're they're ones for the long run uh ones that i you know i'll talk to these guys years down the road years down the road um um don't know if i can really think of a, a specific specific memory but i feel like those are just I feel, I feel like that's just like a broad scheme of of what what uh travel ball and summer ball has brought you know to me as a as a person um and what it's done for me um and you know how it's affected me and all that stuff like that so as as you're going through your senior spring obviously you know you're not too far away from going down there to wake forest for a fall ball you know your freshman year kind of take us through this recruiting process take us you know how it got started for you you know when exactly it was you know when division one teams kind of started showing interest and kind of reaching out to you right so I would say I I got my like first few interests uh interests when I was a freshman um when I was with uh Canes North I was getting you know interest from you know schools like University of Maryland um close to me West Virginia as well Virginia Tech uh very local schools um just because I had well mainly getting uh talked to as because they saw me as a they saw me as a pitcher None of them had known that I was really a two-way guy until I let them know. Um, and then once I had that, my freshman fall, I had made a, I had made a huge jump. You know, I put on some weight, um, started begin, began to throw harder. Um, then I also, you know, started, started to be, um, become a very, very decent hitter, very good hitter at the plate. And, you know, I really never was a, I wasn't always great with the bat. Um, I just had to figure some things out, and I feel like that's where I really made my step, uh, made my leap um, with that stuff over the fall. Um, I had, I had actually went to this, um, the scout cast, the scout cast thing, um, over in the fall, and I had, I believe I had hit, I hit eighty seven or eighty eight with my fastball as a freshman, um, and then I remember that that morning I had woke up, and um coach Gitson had texted me with with a bunch of schools wanting to get on the phone with me and it kind of just it just like it just happened just like that like in the snap of my fingers I was just like I was just like blown up with you know from all these schools and having having to to call them at certain times throughout the day and it was I mean it was it was very nerve-wracking for me at first just because I was it all happened so quickly um and I was you know I had uh I like I really enjoyed those experiences, you know, with talking to different schools and coaches, um, just to figure out, you know, who would be the best fit for me. But um, I feel like that's kind of you know, that's kind of where it all started, um, from you know, just that scout cast, that scout cast uh trial we had. Um, and I feel like like I've right after that, right after that happened, that's kind of when it really started to my my recruiting process really started to take it take its course. Okay, so you, know, you go to that scout cast event, you know, hit the upper 80s, you start talking to your first, you know, Division One teams. Take us through maybe what some of those initial conversations look like. I know a lot of times during those initial conversations, it's more, you know, question-based. They're trying to get you, you know, getting to know you as a person, you know, rather than a ball player. Take us through what those initial conversations kind of looked like. Um, and then, you know, even, you know, what's going through your mind. I mean, you're 14 years old. You're talking to colleges. I mean, you're still, you know, four years away from college at that point. You know, what's going, just take us, you know, what's going through your mind and kind of what those initial conversations look like. 
Yeah, so obviously, like you said, it was most of those conversations were just, uh, you know, getting to know me. Um, and then also, obviously, those coaches asking, um, you know, what 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 I, what they wanted to or no, I mean, what what I wanted to do um, in school. They've kind of asked me, you know, what thoughts if like if I wanted to major in some some sort of thing. Obviously, it's just so they can, you know, see if like their their school or their program, you know, offers that. Um, and at, at the time I really had no idea what I wanted to do. I was just, I was still clueless at, you know, 15, 15, 16 years old. I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I mean, it was, it was good to have those conversations early on. So I wasn't, um, so I can, you know, I had, I had a lot of them, so it was, it was easier when I was, you know, once I got deep into the conversations with the coaches about, you know, what they kind of saw me as and you know I had to really I had to let a lot of schools know since they had um you know once they had, once I had first got contacted it was it was mainly about pitching um all my recruiting pretty much came from my pitching and my pitching videos um and you know kind of all the all the statistics that I put up you know RPMs like I, I had no idea what that was until um the coaches started telling me about what it was and like you know my spin rate and all that stuff and I was kind of just was kind of wowed by all that stuff just because I had no idea that I possessed any of those those traits um but I mean yeah they they let me know about all that stuff and then I you know also had to tell them you know that I was I'm still I'm still strong on my two-way um and you know all the schools still they you know they they offered that they they like were like if you know if you want to do that then you can um but you know it's it's hard to two-way in college like you you really have to be you really have to be dead set on both you can't just be you can't just be focused on one more than the other um just because if they realize that and you're obviously going to be put um to you know to choose one or the other but um that's something that I'm I'm willing to do uh and I was willing to do um then um just to you know, do both in college and, you know, figure out which, which path takes me where, um, eventually. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like having those conversations with all those coaches with, you know, um, you know, the pitching side and, you know, having conversations with the pitching coaches and then also having conversations with the hitting coaches and the head coaches as well. You know, I got to pretty much talk to most of the, if not all of the, the coaching staff, which I know a lot of kids aren't, aren't able to do you know they don't get to meet all the coaches on the phone you know while they're getting recruited yeah so as that recruiting process you know was ramping up when did wake forest kind of make their way into into the recruiting process and as you were going through you know comparing some of these schools what were some of those key things that you were looking for you know as you went through this decision making process so i would say wake came in um towards the towards around like the middle um kind of maybe a little bit tail end of my recruiting my recruiting process um, I was not was not very rushed on, you know, trying to trying to commit uh, very quickly. I you know I wanted to to weigh out my options with all these with all the schools that um, have contacted me. Um, and, you know, I'd got on the phone with Wake and there, you know, they were I was constantly on the phone with them. And I felt like I was I felt like I was really building a good relationship with the coaches there, um, especially the the pitching coach originally. Um he was, he had recruited me and 
after I'd committed, I think the that that year right after that they had played, he actually had got he had got fired. Um and a new pitching coach came in and that pitching coach was actually the pitching coach who recruited me in the University of Maryland, Coach Corey uh, Muscara. Um, and he had came in and I had, I had already had a pretty good relationship with him as well. Um, but obviously, like, I mean, Maryland wasn't just, I didn't, you know, Maryland, I didn't really want to go to Maryland, um, really wasn't in any of my top choices, but you know, that still doesn't mean that I couldn't have, you know, a good relationship with a coach there. And I felt like I, you know, I had a strong relationship with him. Um, and, you know, just seeing that he was being able to, you know, make a change there I feel like it really didn't it really didn't defer my decision at all you know just to um you know leave wake because the the guy that recruited me there um you know you know got fired and left that didn't didn't defer my decision at all um and also just because um of the head coach coach Tom Walters uh he's a really good guy um you know and you can ask anybody that that he is and you know, I have a really really good relationship with him as well um, and I feel like, I mean, it couldn't, I couldn't have made a better decision, uh, with my recruiting process. Um, you know, they have a lot of things to offer there. You know, they have, you know, state of the art pitching lab. I mean, Wake Forest itself, it's an ACC school I mean, you couldn't play and couldn't play in a better conference, ACC, SEC, one of the two. Um, and then also, I mean, the academics there, I mean, very outstanding. It's a very hard school to get into. I mean, if you're not, you know playing baseball or playing sports so I mean being able to to have you know a backup plan just in case you know things don't you know don't work out in my favor you know I could still get a degree from you know Wake Forest which is I mean it's can't can't really turn down a person that's you know they went to Wake Forest for four years and got their degree um so I feel like I've pretty set up um you know with my whole my whole college uh my whole college thing Okay, so you mentioned academics. You mentioned that that state of the art pitching lab. You know, as this decision got closer and closer, you know, what exactly was it that led you to choose Wake Forest? You know, over some schools that finished second and third, um, and then oh, and then do you kind of remember? You know, when that hits you, okay, you know what, I'm going to Wake Forest. Kind of take us through that day as well. Um, just you know, as that whole recruiting process kind of came to an end, and you kind of you know honed in on Wake Forest. Yeah, so I feel like you know. As the time started getting closer, um, that's when also, you know, my parents were being um, brought into the conversation with the coaches. They were finally starting to meet the coaches and talk to them as well. And I mean, it was it was pretty obvious from the jump that, you know, my parents and, you know, my whole family, they they um, they really thought, you know, the guys at Wake Forest, they were they were a lot better. I wouldn't say I mean, I wouldn't say a lot better from all the other schools, but, you know, they were. They, they, there was a difference between um, our relationship with, you know, with them and other schools as well. I feel like it was a lot easier to talk to them. Um, and it was, they, they told us things, obviously college coaches are going to tell you things that you'd like to hear. Um, and yes, they did that, but I mean, they made it, they made it to the point to where, um, you know, it's like you, you know, you obviously you, you believe in it and you, you really see yourself um, doing that in a few years. Um, so that's what, that's what kind of led me to that. Um, and then also, um, you know, um, um, and then another thing with, you know, my parents as well, like being able to, you know, pick a school where, um, 
my parents could see me, um, you know, do well academically, like I just mentioned. Um, they want to obviously like even if, you know, I do get drafted my third or second year in college, um, they, you know, they want me to go back and do school um, if I don't finish. And I feel like, you know, if I can go back to Wake and, you know, do school there, uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be a second thought. I would definitely go back and do school um, just to finish up um, no matter, you know, no matter the money or anything else. I would, would still want to go back and finish. Um, and I feel like they're just a great school for that. Um, it's the they, um, graduation rate is high there. Um, and that's, you know, it's something that so I've always kept in mind. So earlier you thought you dug into, you know, your relationships with that Wake Forest coaching staff, you know, being a two way, you had that unique opportunity to talk to the pitching coach, the hitting coach, occasionally the head coach as well. Let's dig into the relationships you have with other Wake Forest commits and Wake Forest signees. Uh, just take us through, you know, those relationships you have with maybe guys who are in that 2023 class or even guys who are maybe a year younger than you, maybe some guys who are there already. Just take us through maybe some of those relationships you got, you have with some of your future teammates. Gotcha. So um, I was one of the few, one of the first people, few people in that class to commit there. Um, um, and actually the first kid that, that committed the in the 2023 class was one of the kids that I played with over in the summer. Um, and a kid that I had known uh, when I, you know, when I played with the Mid-Atlantic Red Sox, um, he had committed there very early and, you know, I, that's, you know, it was always a school that I kept in mind and I wanted, you know, wanted to be on my list um, and just hope things would work out, um, which they did. And I just felt like I got even closer um, um, to the kid as well. His name's Chris, Chris Okopian, shortstop. Um, he'll be going there next year with me. And, you know, I plan on rooming with him too as well, just because I've I've known him for so long. Um, and just I've already played with them and everything. So, I mean, it just makes it easier. Um, and then, you know, also being I had my official visit um, back in, uh, I think it was November the 2022, um, being able to, to meet all the other guys as well. Uh, you know, I feel like we, we built a relationship very quickly. You know, we were able to talk about things. We had similar interests. Um, so it wasn't a problem, you know, getting to meet them and getting to talk to them and all. Um, and then also, you know, being down there as well, getting able to, you know, talk to the coaches in person and then also, you know, meeting the guys that are actively on the team right now, um, you know, the the freshmen there and then all the other active guys that, you know, might get, might get drafted this past year or older guys like that and just being able to talk to them and pick their brains of kind of what, you know, how, how they like their experience at Wake, um, what things they like. Um, you know, you know, all the stuff like that and like how, how school is, like what kind of their schedules looks like day to day. Um, but yeah, just being able to talk to them and, and learn from them. So it's not like a, you know, it's not like a, a huge culture shock when you, when you walk into, walk on the campus next year. Um, so right. I just feel like, you know, having that, having that experience going out from my official and talking to them was, was pretty good. All right, so let's let's go ahead. Last segment here. Let's dig into your actually on the field play. You're a two way, you know, heading to college. But if you could, you know, maybe look three, four years down the road, um, where do you, if if maybe that that does happen to where you do, you know, decide to choose one, where where do you, where's your mindset on that kind of right now in terms of that plan as you head to that next level, you know, maybe where you're going to get your first opportunity there at Wake Forest. Kind of take us to you know where your mind's at at that at this moment. 
So, I mean, obviously, right, like right now, I still am very like, I, I mean, I get the question asked a lot, like, which one would I choose if I if I had to choose one? And I mean, I, I have no have no definite answer for that. I mean, I, I love doing both. And I feel like I'm evenly as good as both and good at both and doing both as well. Um, but, you know, at Wake, you know, they still want me to do both. Um, but obviously, I'm going to come down there and be more of a be a starting center fielder, play center field out there, and then, you know, come out of the bullpen since I'm more of like a, a relieving closer kind of pitcher. Um, so, you know, I'll go ahead and, you know, start in the outfield or play in the outfield um, and then, you know, come in maybe after the fourth, fifth inning, warm up, and then, you know, close the game and like maybe the ninth, ninth inning, uh, eighth, ninth inning, um, since that's kind of what I'm doing right now here at Pro 5. Um, and, you know, I feel like that's, that's something that I can see myself doing at down at Wake. Um, and I feel like it'll just, it'll be a lot easier since I'm, you know, since I'm doing it now. Um, and, and I can just, since I'm already in that habit and that routine of doing that, I feel like it'll just be, it'll be a lot easier to do that uh, once I get there. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's dig into the pitching side here first. Take us through, you know, when you're up there on that mound, take us through your pitching repertoire, you know, whatever fastball you're throwing, maybe your secondary pitches, just kind of take us through that. Gotcha. So, um, I mean, I feel like I've always had pretty electric fastball, um, especially from the left side. And I mean, my, my fastball moves a lot. Um, it's not very, I won't say it's not, it's very, very hard to hit. Um, just hearing from, you know, some other people that I face and, you know, they, they say that, oh, like your fastball doesn't really look like 93. It looks more like, you know, like 97, just because the, the movement on it, um, and I feel like that's that's one of the things that I feel like I I'll always have. I'll always have my fastball, you know, you know, stuff doesn't go right, you know, with all speed. My fastball will always be there. Um, but I'd say secondary, second to my fastball, my my slider is pretty good. Um, sitting like the high seventies, low eighties with my slider. Um, and that's one of the things that I had um uh, had uh started getting talked to about, you know, with my um my recruiting processes and my my slider had, you know. 3,000, 3,000 RPMs. My spin rate was really high on my slider. Um, so that was one of the things that I had picked up early and like, you know, I really had to hone in more so I can be more consistent with it because that was really a, you know, a difference maker between me, um, you know, just having, just being a straight fastball pitcher to being, uh, you know, more of like a fastball slider, you know, maybe slight change of pitcher as well. Um, you know, just being able to have those pitches and those out pitches to to go to maybe if, you know, one game, some, you know, the whole team is, you know, they're sitting on my fastball and they're, you know, they're hitting it pretty well. But, you know, just being able to go to those other pitches and, um, you know, have a way out um, during those games. Um, yeah, and also my changeup as well. Um, I feel like I've really started developing, developing that um this past year i've i've always had a change up but it hasn't really been too good um but now i'm starting to really i'm starting to really pick up on on how i need to you know you know just with the grip of my change up and then also how i need to throw it and how i need to finish it um it's having that 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 really good off the table movement um and it's really good against right-handed batters so i feel like that's that's kind of like my third pitch in my rotation. I don't throw it as much as my slider and my fastball, but it's it's kind of one of those pitches like if it's if it's there, then then I can use it and it'll be a good pitch that you know it'll it'll be a it's a it's a good swing and miss pitch, um, essentially. 
So you mentioned you've got a 3,000 spin rate on that slider, which is something, you know, as I'm working for PBR, like, I mean, that 3,000 is like a massive number for that. When it comes to the technology in today's game, you know, technology keeps, you know, evolving, getting better and better within the game. Do you consider yourself more of an old school or a new school type of player when it comes to that technology? Like, what's your knowledge on some of this stuff? Um, and just just what are your thoughts on the technology part of baseball? Um, I would I would say I'm definitely kind of, you know, on that new school now, um, just because it's, you know, obviously you have social media and everybody's on social media nowadays. Um, you know, everybody's track tracking, you know, exit velo, velocity, you know, horizontal break, vertical break, all all that all that stuff on there with the new technology people have and um, you know, how some guys like very statistic guys, um, for for certain schools or for or for certain, you know, programs, they um they can bring up conversations about how some of these some of these uh statistics can really are are like separators from you know from maybe one pitcher to another pitcher and that's why you know maybe some teams might choose this kid over this kid because he has a higher spin rate or he has you know a different vertical or horizontal horizontal break than this kid um and i feel like that's that's you know that's our world nowadays um with these statistics that are now you know kind of breaking through um so no, I mean I I try not to really pay attention as much and kind of stick to what I've been doing. Um, but you know some of the guys go out there and chase chase stuff like that. I'm not saying it's the the wrong thing or the right thing, but um, you know, I, for me at least, I you know I just stick to what I'm doing and not really don't really try to feed into it um as much. But I mean it's it's still cool stuff to see though. Like it's definitely cool to you know know and you know have that access to yeah and another big thing that's been continuously evolving here these past couple years or so is arm care so your arm care as a pitcher kind of take us through you know what your off-season arm care looks like you know your deload leading up to that ramp up you know leading into that season and then actual in season where we're at now you know you go through it you go through an outing you know what does those next couple days look like before your next outing as well so two-parter question there just kind of take us through your arm care Right, so this past winter, um, it was actually my first time ever doing a plyo routine. Um, you know, obviously since I'm a, I'm a two way, I can't you know, can't really just per se you know do a whole plyo routine. You know, have to focus on my arm that much because obviously, like you know, after I'm done pitching, you know, I'll go back out in the field and I still have to make throws and stuff. Like I have to, you know, I have to be limited with stuff like that, whether that's pitch count or you know use you know using my arm too much um and you know that's where i uh i kind of realized that and you know this this winter i did a, a plyo routine kind of just strengthening my shoulder and i feel like it's i feel like it's definitely helped me um you know for after outings this year where my i'm not as sore as i usually and like i i was in the past um which i'm grateful for that i kind of did um but i mean yeah i feel like that's it really, it really helped me over the winter. But I mean, if I were to say like, you know, post game, like you say, um, kind of arm care and routine like that, um, I would, I would do my, my crossover symmetry bands. Um, you know, I would work on kind of just, um, the recovery portion of them and make sure I'm getting that burning feeling in my shoulder, just so I know that I'm working my shoulder after that throw and, you know, getting the blood flowing. Um, and then, the next day after I throw, usually I take off maybe depending on how my arm feels, you know, if it's, if it's really sore, then I don't throw it all. But 
it's usually really not like that anymore. Um, it's not like really, really sore. So the next day, usually I'll, I'll throw, but very lightly, um, won't, you know, really throw that much. And then, you know, after that, the next day, then start picking it up again, you know, maybe 90, 120 feet and get the long toss. And, you know, that third day after I throw and, you know, kind of get right back into it. It's kind of like a whole, a whole routine and process throughout those few days um, that I go through, you know, as a two way and having to, you know, have to make throws from the outfield and stuff like that since those are the longer throws. So I, I really have to, you know, make sure that I, I listen to my arm and pay attention to what my body's telling me. Okay. So they, so flipping that around to actually when you are hitting, take us through your hitting approach and you're walking up to that batter's box, you know, what's going through your mind. What are you trying to do with each at bat? Just kind of take us through that approach a little bit. Gotcha. So I always see myself and I, I've always been a, um, you know, stick to the stick to the backside, um, kind of approach. I've always had that approach. I'm not. I wasn't really, and I still am. Not really too much of like a a pool guy. Like I, I pull the ball if I have to. You know, if it's there, but you know, I'm more of like a up the middle away kind of guy. Um, you know, I'll I'll take you real deep into account. Um, since you know I'm leading off the game most of the time. Um, if not all the time, I'll. I like taking pitchers deep in the counts and make sure that I'm seeing pitches, um, if not maybe all their pitches, um, and then you know just you know being there to run their pitch count up, um, and then also being able to to go back in the dugout, you know after after I score or get on base or maybe I don't, um, and then being able to you know relay that that information to all my other guys on the other team since I can, you know I'm taking them deep in counts and seeing a lot of their pitches. Um, and, you know, just getting my team prepared for, you know, just for the guy that they have on the mound. Um, but, you know, when I'm in the box, you know, like, like I said, I'm, I'll always take the, I'll always take the pitch backside, um, or up the middle. And, you know, I feel like I've, I'm a, I'm a very, very good two strike hitter. Um, like I, I really don't strike out that much. Uh, I wouldn't say at least strike out swinging, uh, I I don't I do I don't strike out swinging a lot. Uh, it's very rare that I do that. Um, obviously here and there I have my strikeouts looking you know, on pitches that I don't really think we're in the zone. But um, you know it is what it is at that point. Um, but yeah, I don't really I'm not really too much of a swing and miss kind of hitter. I'll always make contact with the ball. Um, not much of a power guy, but I'll I'll I will get on base like I I'm very hard to get out. Uh, like I can. I hit you a you know a routine ground ball to maybe shortstop third baseman sometimes in the second baseman and I'll still beat the ball out at first, um just knowing that that kind of speed that I have and I can utilize that, um and then also you know if I get a hit my first at bat, um I'll always try to lay one down in my second at bat just because you know I have the you know infielders playing back, um you know and then just drop a button down and, you know now I'm already two for two for the day and I'm kind of already set. You know, I've I've done my job already for the day, so that's kind of where I see myself at. You know, at the plate. So looking at your game's entirety, this is gonna be my last baseball question here. Then we'll dig into a couple few personal things before we end it off. So let's say you're a scout watching your game this upcoming. Well, I guess this spring watching your game. You know, this can be hitting, pitching, playing center field, interacting with some of your teammates. You know, running the bases as well. If you were a scout writing a scouting report on yourself, what would that personal scouting report look like? Um, I'd say the first thing that, um, I would recognize if I was writing a scouting report about myself is 
is the the speed that I have. Um, you can you can recognize that in the outfield when I'm tracking balls down, or just you know when I'm once I hit the ball, as soon as the ball leaves my bat, I'm always I'm always taking off. Rather whether it's a ground ball or not, um, I'm always you know taking my hard ninety to the base, um, and then also wanting that extra base as well. Um, and I feel like since I have that that really good speed, I can utilize it all the time. Um, and, you know, having good speed on the base passes, I mean, it's it's dangerous just because I'm very hard to get out. Um, I was only like, I, I don't I don't get caught stealing like rarely ever. Um, and I feel like that's just it's a good thing to, you know, to have on a team um, for especially for a team. You know, it's, it's good bat wise and I can always get into hitting a uh, scoring position um, and everything like that. Um, and then. I would definitely also say um, that uh, my defense as well. Um, I would recognize my defense just because I'm. I'd say that I'm a very good outfielder. I I don't I don't miss fly balls. I don't miss I don't miss ground balls. Like I I don't make errors in the outfield at all. Um, you know I can I can always play defense. I'll always get to a ball. And since I have a pretty good arm, since I you know I have that pitcher arm in the outfield, you know I'll field or field and ground ball. Maybe you know have have to throw a guy out. You know, at the plate or anything like that. Like I, I have the ability to do that, and you know, I have, I have full confidence in myself uh, when it comes to situations like that. Um, and you know, I feel like I can get those guys out uh, more times than more times than not. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say yeah, my defense I would I would speak about, and then, um, you know, my offense as well. Um, seeing that I'm you know more of a more of a, a contact guy, you know, a guy that just wants to get on base rather than the guy that's just going to get in the box and just, just take straight hacks and, you know, see where the ball goes, try to just hit the ball over the fence all the time. More of a guy that just wants to get on base for the team and, you know, just, just do damage that way rather than, you know, trying to, you know, do stuff with the ball that I can't really do. Um, and then if I were to go to the pitching side of things, I would just obviously mention about, you know, how that I have a, a pretty good fastball that I'm usually able to locate most of the time. And then also in my secondary pitches as well, um, that I can also um, locate. Um, and if I'm not, if I, if I can't locate those pitches, then I can, you know, always stick to my fastball or if my fastball is not really on that day, my, my slider might be on. So, I mean, I have, I have the ability to, you know, switch between both. Okay. All right. So we got two minutes left. You think you can answer three rapid fire questions real quick, or should I send a new link? Uh, I think I can do it. I'll, yeah. try, I'll try. All right. So three rapid fire questions here for you, back to back to back. I'll just give you all three. So, you know, digging into beyond the game of baseball, what are some of those passions that you got? You know, maybe cope with some stress, take your mind off of some things. Question number two, dig into some of those motivations. You know, what is that internally that helps you get out of bed every morning, go win the day and continuously evolve? What are some of those motivations? And then final question, same question I like to ask everybody, dream NIL brand when you get to Wake Forest, get to collaborate with any brand across the country, what would that be? Three questions, we got about a minute 30 here. Hit it. Uh, go go out. Um. So I feel like, you know, everything that I keep, like I try to keep myself pretty calm throughout the day. Um. Just because you know I feel like I'm I'm a person that always I overthink things a lot. Um. But I feel like I, um, I do very well with you know meditating. I meditate a lot, and I you know I try to keep myself calm, and you know, try to you know try to erase thoughts through my head that are run through my head throughout the day. Um. And I feel like. 
I I do well with that, and I feel like that helps me on the baseball field, and then not only just for baseball, but you know, just to you know, go on throughout the day and um, you know, go about my day in the right way. And then uh, my what what motivates me um, when I wake up in the morning is you know my parents. Um, I feel like they've sacrificed a lot for me uh, for baseball, a lot of time and money. So I feel like you know playing baseball and going on with my career, um, and doing things that I want to do. Uh, you know, I kind of do it for them. Um, and then just do it, you know, obviously just because I love the game as well, but um, doing it for them just because they sacrifice a lot for me. Um, so if I had to choose um, an NIL brand, um, I would choose Rawlings um, just for their baseball gloves. Um, I've always I've always used Rawlings gloves in the past and I've, you know, I've had experience with other other baseball gloves and everything like that. But I feel like Rawlings is has always been the best for me. Um, you know, all of my gloves right now, my pitching and my outfit and glove of rollings. Um, and you know, I feel like that'd be it would be I would be a pretty much a dream NIL to get a deal from them. Um, just because, you know, I and I I wouldn't use their I would use their gloves until I'm literally done playing baseball. So, you know, that would be that'd be pretty fun to to be, you know, sponsored by them. Okay, there we go, man. That's the final question here on the J-Care podcast. You know, super appreciative of you coming on the show. I know you had that long bus ride today. So, you know, you're staying up late to finish out this podcast. But thanks for coming on the show. I do want to wish you the best of luck, you know, as you head through the rest of this spring, you know, go through this draft process. You're going to go through this summer and then potentially head to Wake Forest as well. Just best of luck the rest of your career. You know, I'll be in within the game of baseball as I graduate from school. So I'm sure we'll cross paths at some point, maybe get you some JKR podcast merch. Uh, but no, man, thanks for coming on the show and best of luck, you know, the rest of your career. Thank you. Thanks for, thank you for, uh, you know, allowing me on the show and, you know, being able to talk. Appreciate it.